following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is a fabulous football Friday edition of Mix Shots as we get you ready for the Cowboys and the Cincinnati Bengals. A noon kickoff in Cincinnati on Sunday. And are we ever the place to get you fired up for some football? Here's the way I look at it, Everson Walls and Mickey Spagnola. What are we going to be doing a month from now? <laughs> What okay. are we going to be doing a month from now, Bill? January 11th? <laughs> In all likelihood, there probably won't be a Cowboy game coming up on Sunday, uh, on whatever Friday that is. That so, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. This is the game. This is it, okay? we got to get fired up for some football because before you know it, and let's say the Cowboys do make this historic run all the way to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa. Two months from now, we won't have football to talk about. We won't have a game to months, look forward two to Two months on and Sunday. a year from now is what you mean. Two months <laughs> and one year from now. Yeah, then the Cowboys will be playing for the Super Bowl. <laughs> there, you, there you go. All right, we'll figure out how they're going to get to Super Bowl 56 then. But first things first. We are now less than 48 hours away from kickoff in Cincinnati. And, Mickey, it's time to get ready for some football. Absolutely. It, it, I mean, they're playing Cincinnati, right? we got got to get going. Despite Mr. Optimism, Michael Irvin, basically saying if they don't win this game, it's time to shovel dirt uh, on this season <laughs> and, and put an RIP on I it. I love that. I love it. <laughs> he could be, hey, he could partner with you, Spags. I love that combination. Golly. But he's <laughs> Shoveling right. dirt and Mr. Pessimist all together again. That'd be great. <laughs> but he's right. You, you lose this one and you're down, who knows, you could be down three with three to go, right? And and if Washington wins, then you're you're toast. Uh, so yeah, it's all on I'll the line what, in Cincinnati. I, I got up I got up this morning, and I don't know how I got to it. I was on my phone. Next thing I know, here comes Spags pops up again in his nice suit on his little show on TV, and you pointed out something. You said that the Bengals were the last. And I, I, I could be paraphrasing here. The last place team when it comes to running the football. Is that correct? Actually, they're 30th. 30th. So yes. they're 30th in running the ball. So here we do. We come in with 32nd, right, versus the run. Right. We got that correct. locked down. Yeah, that's a lockdown. Yeah, we got that on lock. Right that's we right, Bill. That we got lockdown. that on lock, babe. We're proud of that. <laughs> We're proud of that. And that. That's an improvement, actually. We've improved. So, <laughs> from, from I know, right? second and a half. <laughs> so, so here we are. Uh, Burroughs is out, right? Burrow is out. Yeah. Okay. Who's the backup? That would be Brandon Allen. Oh, come on, man. Who is that? Don't tell me. Don't tell me he is a Texas high school football player 
who went to the state championship and Bill knows his entire oh, life story. Oh, no, no. Please don't tell Arkansas. me He would be okay, an Arkansas okay. state champion who went to the University of Arkansas. So, you know, the Joneses are very familiar with Brandon Allen. We've got the scouting report on this quarterback this week. Okay, Brandon Allen is not going to do any damage. The problem has not been necessarily the quarterback. And Brandon Allen doesn't run the football like a Kyler Murray does, like a Lamar Jackson does, like even a Daniel Jones does. And so, lockdown so D this week. what you're saying is, this show is going right back to our MO. Much optimism. We are going to be optimistic on this show. This might be the last chance for us to be optimistic on this show. As a unit. As a unit. You know, usually it's Bill and then me, and Spags <laughs> is always out of it. But this time we have a chance for all three of us to be in unison. Am I right? That we can win this ball game? <clears throat> all, all four remaining opponents have losing records. How's that? That, that, that tells me nothing. Nope, that is not enough. That is not enough. Okay, which is the... <laughs> it's got to be more. It's got to be, it's got to be more of a sad story in the opponents that we're playing. So All right, that's Rank them for me. Rank them for me. Of the final four opponents, Cincinnati on the road, home against San Francisco, home against Philadelphia, at the Giants, Rank them one to four. What? Which ones the Cowboys have the easiest has have the best chance of winning? One to four. One being the best chance to win. Four being the worst chance to win out of the final four. Well, Cincinnati's one. Cincinnati's I would, one. I would think after that, Philadelphia. Giants coming up. Philadelphia's right? two. Uh, yep. San Francisco's three only because you're playing at home. And then the Giants are four at this point since they probably are playing the They're best gonna... of any of those teams. And That's it appears the Giants will be playing for something the last game of the season. You would think. But Although who knows, they may have it locked up by now. Or, by the or they may have faded away. I mean, don't they have they could do have. they have the Saints this week? Is that right? <sighs> I have to look them oh, up. Oh, you're going to have to, have to go up. to who your computer play? now. <laughs> who do they? Do? Oh, they play Arizona. Oh, they got Arizona. the Cardinals. Yeah, at home. Philly and has Washington the Saints. Arizona is flailing right now. Arizona does not look good right now at all. Yeah, to they, me. the Eagles play the Saints. Jalen Hurts' debut, starting debut against the Saints. Now that's an interesting. Uh, dynamic there, guys. I think I think Jalen Hurts coming in. I truly believe that changes that entire uh, Eagles team. Uh, Spags, you have to be very conscious of a guy who's just as good as Lamar Jackson when it comes to running the ball, and I think a better passer at this point. I don't know what happened to Lamar's whoa, passing, but he's going backwards. Whoa, 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 I would say whoa, whoa. only because uh, Lamar Jackson's passing has just tanked all of a sudden. No, Last I'm saying Jalen Hurts as a runner, uh, he, he can run, but he's not Lamar Jackson running. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Against the Cowboys, he could be. <laughs> yeah, against the Cowboys, the Cowboys yeah. he could be. <laughs> we will see. I'm not no. pulling for him. I'm not pulling. Please prove me wrong. But from what <laughs> I've seen from the Cowboys defense and from what I've seen from Jalen Hurts, this guy can go. 
and you've seen him, you know what he's all about, of course. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But I do believe when it comes to open field, maybe not getting out of trouble the way he, right. uh, Lamar can in the pocket, but when it comes to open field and speed, I think that you've got a problem with Jalen Hurts just like you do with Lamar Jackson. All right, how would you compare uh, Jalen Hurts' running ability to Kyler Murray? Oh, no, no one compares to Kyler. Not, as not even yeah. Lamar to yeah. me compares to Kyler. And, <laughs> and, me, and by the, and by the way, the Washington – As far as his speed – uh, Go ahead, Mickey. I don't think he's as fast as Kyler Murray. Oh, no, no. way. No, that's what I'm no. saying. You said as far no. as speed. Oh, I thought you were questioning as far as I'm speed. saying. As, no, 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 no. As far as speed, you can't compare with Kyler Murray. Yeah. yeah. You cannot. And it's not just the speed. It's the quickness that goes along right. with the speed. Right. You know, he goes from zero to 60 like that. That's the problem. All right. So we got this whole thing mapped out. Uh, for the rest of the month. Uh, Washington's at San Francisco, by the way. That was the other NFC. They're at, they're at Arizona. They're, they're, they play San Francisco in Arizona. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they got to play the 49ers. <laughs> on the road. On the road. That's right. They're both yeah. on the road. Okay, so who wins? All right, do the Giants beat the Cardinals at home? Yes. I think so, too. I think so. Defense. I'm, I'm looking at defense, guys. I am looking at defense. It's going to be tough with that Washington versus San Francisco, though. Tough Although I do pick. want to know, I haven't seen the, uh, the status of Blake Martinez, their linebacker. He got, came out of last week's game against Seattle, and he's been a big factor in their defense. And mm -hmm. if he's, so if he's playing, especially with uh, you know, what Arizona does on offense, um, I give the Giants a good chance of winning. No doubt. Yeah. And now, okay, how about Washington? Because Washington's the problem. Let's, okay, let's just say for a moment, okay, the Cowboys go into Cincinnati and win. Okay, we're trying right now to get it back to within striking distance, within a game of first place. Okay, and so what has to happen this week for that to happen? Dallas has to beat Cincinnati, and the Giants yeah, need to lose to Arizona, to and Washington yeah. has to lose to San Francisco in Phoenix. And, uh, yeah, I like the way San Francisco's been playing. As depleted as they are, they have hard. I'm, and they've made the most of their situation. So I, I like San Francisco against Washington. I'm with huh, you on that. Interesting. I'm with you on that. Now, tell me this. Is, is, now, San Francisco, we know San Francisco's playing uh, in Phoenix. Uh, are, they, are they stationed there? They're practicing there, too? I believe they're training there. So I think they're, they're there they don't for the have whole duration. So they don't have to travel. Nope. Right. All right. Right. So I like San Francisco. They travel when they come. Yeah. Now, I, the I, only I, time I they're traveling like is next week to Dallas. Well. Yeah. Okay. I think I like San Francisco as well, Spags, only because their defense is strong as well, and their running backs. They they brought they got their running back uh, back. Uh, Mo, Mo, Mostert. 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 Most, Mostert. Raheem Mostert. And, yeah. Mostert. And oh, then they also – Jeff Wilson, a North Texas guy, is uh, – you know they do it. You know they do it by committee. But Mostert has been good, strong. Yes. And you know, and that's and that's why even with all their injuries, they've been able to to stay in games and be have a fighter's chance at the end. Uh, and you know, when you look at this, when you look at the, the dynamic of when you look at the dynamic of all the teams, the ones that were able to keep their defense intact, number one, 
and also that offensive line. We've seen that. That can be a disaster or that can be your saving grace. Out of all the issues that you have, if you can keep your O-line in place, obviously keep a quarterback as well, but if you keep your O-line in place and you keep your defense in place, you've got a chance to win most ball games that you're in in, in this pandemic era here. Which, by so the, way, the Cowboys are swinging a miss, strike one, swinging a miss, strike, strike two, two, swinging a miss, strike three in all three areas. So, exactly. So, by the way, did you happen to hear Jerry today uh, talking about keeping a defense in place, by the way? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. He was pretty outspoken about, you know, we kept the offense continuity in place. We tried to change the defense, and that was probably a big mistake uh, now knowing that you weren't going to have an offseason, you weren't going to have normal training camp, you weren't going to have preseason, yet here we were trying to change what we were doing defensively from a technique standpoint, from a formation standpoint, and it just didn't work. And uh, I, I think he there's a lot to that. Now, nobody knew back when mm. this staff was getting put together and they're making plans for a season in February that this COVID-19 thing would still be with us in December. But uh, I think there's something to be said to having continuity uh, with the offense, meaning Kellen Moore was retained. Uh, They didn't change the offensive concept. They might have added to it, but they didn't try to remake it like they did defensively. Uh, And I think Jerry said that's probably was the biggest mistake and when they were asking whose fault was is he said the GM had a lot to do with it you're talking to him uh, so uh, mm. think about it uh, although although and I'll keep saying this even though they tried to dabble in that three four stuff which they never ever had the personnel to do uh, They've been playing basically a 4-3 because they're always in their nickel, and the most they close to the 3-4, and it's not really a 3-4, is when they put another uh, linebacker on the line of scrimmage and they have a five-man line, but one linebacker and a safety uh, at the linebacker spot. Uh, at this point, look, uh, you've got to be better than what they are. Uh, and there's a lot of players that are on the field that were on the field last year for the 11th-ranked defense. So I think there's more to it than uh, not being able to adapt to a scheme. And, you know, when I think about that, uh, Spags, it's easy to say we kept the offense intact because you had the same old O.C., Kellen sitting right there. You know, everyone was happy what was going on at the time. Dak was quarterbacking, so why change anything? But defensively, it's hard to keep the same system when you come in with a different D.C. Mike Nolan may not have liked what we were doing in regards to the four-man front or what we were doing last year. So that's, to me, that's, it's easier said than done. You're try, if you're going to change, if you want to change, if you want to keep the same defense, then you got to at least keep one of the coaches, someone that's uh, uh, aware of, of that 11th ranked defense from last year. You know, you, you can't tell Mike Nolan to come in and start running someone else's defense, a Chris Richard defense. To me, that, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, you're going to make the change in regards to the system. Now, technique is one thing, Spags, 
If we were good at a particular technique last year with our down linemen, then yeah, we should keep that. But in regards to the entire system, you got to go with Mike Nolan's system. That's what you hired the guy for. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So maybe when you make the hire, you find somebody that fits your personnel and what they were doing instead of coming in and trying to overhaul everything. Uh, but again, yeah. as I said, they didn't know they were going to be in this situation, right? Because everybody was hailing in January and February, well, this is going to go away. This is just in China, right? We don't have to worry about this. <laughs> yeah, well, we did need to worry about I got about a question, it. Mickey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mickey, I got a question. Let's go back to when Bill Parcells took over. Well, Jerry did. Mike Zimmer was a defense. Jerry did right. today uh, in, that, Mar- in, in his uh, interview also, by the way. Go ahead. Okay, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Okay, so I was just thinking about it as you're, you're talking. And what did Mike Zimmer do? I mean, they, they had a 4-3 defense they were running, obviously, especially for a Parcells 3-4 defense, as Everson is very familiar with. They did not have the personnel with Dexter Coakley and that win, you know, to, to play well, that's that. Well, that's not fair. I mean, Ellis. you don't have and, Lawrence Taylor. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's right. No, no, but, but, but what they did that first year, Parcells, even though he wants to run a 3-4 defense, he, he kept the 4-3 defense with Mike Zimmer, right. his defensive coordinator. And then Zim in the second year, they converted to the 3-4. That's when they drafted DeMarcus Ware and Marcus Spears. And they, they made the transition. And how'd they do in the first year? I mean, it was un- incredible that they they qualify for the playoffs that year with Quincy Carter at quarterback. And, um, you know, and... Well, they actually, and, and actually, I think if Bill, you look when up... They, when, the, when the first year, they, they stayed the same uh, with Quincy in 2003 20. with Bill. And then they started transit. They oh, actually okay. made the transition. That's right. They that, actually made the transition in right. 2005. And as Jerry said, when right. we were making so it was the two transition, years in. That's right. Bill wanted to remember we we were all over this because that's when we started talking Cowboys. Bill wanted to draft Marcus Spears with that first pick in the first round, and then with the 20th pick, take Demarcus Ware. And they said, no, 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 we're taking DeMarcus Ware. And they ended up getting Spears, who fit into a 3-4. And Marcus uh, Ware fit a a 3-4 linebacker. And then he went on to point out, and also that draft, we ended up with Chris Canney and Jay Ratliff. So they ended up with players that fit in one draft fit yes. a defense that was a 3-4. And he says, you can't always plan oh, it that way and say, okay, we're switching, and now let's go get the four key players to fit this defense. They got very fortunate yeah, the on key, that transition. Yes, they did. Yes, and the, they and the did. key thing on that was they, that Chris Canty had the eye issue, and so his stock fell to, to the fourth round. And Ratliff was uh, at Auburn. He was just flying under the radar for everybody. And they didn't know uh, what so he was. that's why they were able no to get him in the Ratliff seventh round. No one knew what Ratliff was. Right. It was Ratliff a nose But the other thing they did in that defensive draft. defensive end, a defensive tackle. Uh, and they found a spot for him. And how about the other thing they did in that draft? In the second round, they drafted Kevin Burnett, linebacker out of Tennessee, and who who was going to have a really nice long career in this league if he didn't tear up his knee. Right. But there was another piece to that to that defense that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so I mean, but you're right. It was. It, it, and so look at in '03 when Parcells took over and they kept that four-three defense. Where did they rank in defense that year? They were number two in the league in points allowed. 
260, and they were in rushing yards allowed number three in the league, 1,425 yards in 2003. And And so you had a real question mark at quarterback in Quincy Carter on offense, and so you played games to where you weren't getting beat defensively and you still had a shot to win games at the end of the game. And, Bill, if you go back and look. That's football. If you got your your media guide out, Zimmer, during those 5-11 and seasons, one of those seasons, they were one of the top offenses – defenses in the league, if I remember correctly. They might have been bad offensively, but defensively, he had them playing pretty well. Well, they were... That's the style team. That's the way that goes. They were were middle of the pack uh, defensively. In 02, they were 13th in points allowed at 329, 15th in... I just have the rushing yards because I was researching that. Just trying to put in perspective the the history. (laughs) That's funny. The you points allowed, they were 13. Though, Bill, uh, All right. when you think of a, a D. Ware coming in, that is that's the Cowboys' launch that's Taylor huge. right there. That's huge. You know, then you look at Rattler. Right. As I look at that Super Bowl team 25 that I was on, it seemed like he was trying to mimic that. I mean, you had Leonard Marshall in the middle, and now mm-hmm. here comes Ratliff. He wanted uh, 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 what's his guy named K- Candy? Candy. Candy. He wanted Candy to be that guy, but like you said, you talk about the eye issues. It's so funny that you don't – I didn't really learn that aspect of football until I left the Cowboys and went to the Giants because Tom Landry was always about uh, deception and, and uh, trickery and, of course, intellect. When, it, when I went to the Giants, I learned field position football. That's field position football. We're going to run, just like you said, we're going to run the ball, we're going to run the ball, we're going to have a quarterback that can manage our team, and defensively, that's going to be our strength. So we're going to always be in a ball game, not because we can score, but because we prevent the other team from scoring. And when you don't do that, then that's when the field position game comes into play to where you make calculated moves to where you can put your defense in the best position to make their offense uh, uh, have a scramble situation. So in but, but think about it in that 05 draft. In that 05 draft, they got they got two five techniques and Marcus Spears and Chris Canty. They got a nose tackle and Jay Ratliff. They got the edge rusher into Marcus Ware, That's and they it. basically got one of the inside backers in Kevin Burnett as well. Now Ratliff did not fit the prototype that Parcells liked, the big old hunker in the middle. But right. uh, obviously, he was very effective as a different type of nose tackle and had his best years with with Wade. Go ahead, Mickey. So in 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 2001. When they went five and eleven, Zim had that defense ranked fourth uh, in total yards. And then in two thousand three, they were number one, number one in defense that year, third against the run and first against the pass. And then they fell off in two thousand four. Is that a four three? Uh, they were still that was a four three. Parcells first year, and then yeah. they fell off to sixteenth in two thousand four. But they were awful on offense. Uh, and then when they went to the 3-4 f- in 2005, <laughs> they were 10th, 13th, 9th, 8th, and 9th uh, as Wade Phillips came in. So, so the, the point is, right. if, 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 if you can play defense, even if you're struggling on offense, you give yourself a chance. But if you can't stop anybody and you're struggling on offense, you're 3-9 and nine after 12 games. 
All right, we continue. We'll go. We went way too long there, but I got some more numbers <laughs> to throw at you about the doomsday defense and how good was the doomsday defense back in the day when we come back on mix shots. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. To mixed shots. You can now support your beloved Cowboys from anywhere. Open up AT&T's Fan Zone feature inside the Cowboys app. Record your message. Your cheer and referee signals. You'll receive a personalized mosaic and may show up on the AT&T Live FX video board during the game. All right. We continue nice, here on mixed nice shots. Nice crescendo there, Bill. I like that. Nice crescendo. Um, <laughs> all right, Mickey, you want to give an update on practice? Yeah, they finally start off this segment. They finally had a a real practice, getting ready for this game. They had to go indoors. It's been raining here uh, all day long. Uh, they haven't. I haven't gotten the official designations of what they did, but I'm going to give you mine from the little bit. Uh, Rob and I got to watch. We were the pool reporters since they were indoors, and they no longer can have independent media watching practice when it's indoors. Uh, Anthony Brown was out there. Uh, I'm going to guess he's limited and going to get listed as questionable for the game on Sunday. Ezekiel Elliott was out there. The portion we saw, he was doing uh, rehab work on the resistance cords, but seemed to be moving quite well uh, doing uh, his rehab work. I'm guessing they're going to list him as limited and uh, questionable. Uh, Cameron Irving did not practice, so he's out. Alden Smith uh, with a foot. He was limited yesterday. He looked like he was going to take uh, more uh 
part in practice today, so I bet they list him as questionable. And Donovan Wilson did not practice, so he's still out. And then, you know, nothing around here stays the same for very long. Uh, Chitabe Awuzie was had to be placed on reserve COVID-19 uh, yesterday. To me, it sounds like it might have been contact tracing, uh, just the way everybody's been answering the questions. And when Mike McCarthy uh, was asked today if they thought Cheeto would be back, and he goes, I'm not sure that hasn't been confirmed yet. So to me, if he had tested positive, then that would have been confirmed unless it was a false positive. Uh, but if it's contact tracing, you know, they have different rules on that, especially if you don't have symptoms. If you test negative a couple days in a row, uh, then you're probably good to go. But let's assume he can't go. And let's assume Anthony Brown can't go. There goes your two starting corners. There's no more Daryl Worley here. You gave up on him. Uh, so that means... Uh, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, and Trayvon Diggs <laughs> is still out, although he's improving, but he's still out. So three of your top four corners, uh, or four of your top five corners, if you want to include Worley, uh, might not be playing in this game. We're not game. including Worley. Okay, three of the four. <laughs> yeah, we're not but including Worley. But you were including Worley, him Worley as one of the top. To with. You, were you were originally <laughs> including him as one of the top four when the season started. So until, that he played, means, until he played. Thank yeah. you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. That means you are down to. <laughs> Once we saw him play, he's not in the top 40. Boys. Well, do you feel the same about Rashad Robinson now? Well, you know what? He's on the team. So, so now you are he's down on the to, roster. You are he's down on the to, roster. That's what matters. You are down to Rashad Robinson, Deontay Burton, and then the practice squad, Chris, Chris Westry. And also Savion Smith. Savion Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Two guys on the practice squad and two guys you didn't think would even be playing this year uh, are going to man the cornerback spots. So will they play Jordan Lewis? Uh, He'll obviously, be on Jordan the Lewis is He'll the one the guy nickel. that you got. He's the one I said, yeah. Would they play? No, but will they play him in the base? No, they played him outside. in the nickel all last week. I know they I know they will in the nickel, but what when they come out with two tight ends, will Jordan Lewis be the outside? No, because they're still gonna be in the nickel. Don't okay. try to get under my skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I I'm sorry. I momentarily forgot that it doesn't matter if they have three tight ends on the field plus two running backs. We're still in the nickel. I forgot. Yeah, I'm now, sorry. I can see why that <laughs> upsets you, Spags, because it has made zero sense throughout the entire season. And for some reason, we will not change that. Has anyone just tied him down and said, dude, we need linebackers in the game? Has anyone talked about that? I, we has have. anyone mentioned that to Coach McCarthy? Does Mike Nolan ever do an interview? Uh, they haven't done it. <laughs> They haven't spoken since uh, before the Minnesota game, I believe. You can't hide forever, man. I mean, eventually you're going to have to show that you have linebackers on this team for something other than special teams. I, I saw, I think it was Joe Thomas, it was the guy's name, 48. He's out there blocking. Sean Lee still on the team waiting to do something. I don't know if they, they feel more confidence in Jordan Lewis stopping the run versus Thomas or Sean Lee, 
This is amazing to me. You talking about these cornerbacks? You can get upset about the cornerbacks all you want, Spags. It doesn't matter who we put out there. I put Jalen Smith out there at cornerback, and he could probably do just as bad a job <laughs> as Brown or as Awuzie did last week. Now let's be real. I know Awuzie came back; he's been injured, things of that nature. But mentally, you have to put yourself in a better position. And Awuzie was asleep out there the entire ball game. And Brown's entire career, to me, has, has been a, a, a sleepwalk. You, it doesn't matter what cornerbacks you put out there, Spags. They need to just play zone, play safe, because at this point, they haven't stopped anyone pass or run. Let's be real now. Whether we've gone against the run or the pass in these particular games, they would have been successful regardless. It didn't matter. They would have been successful regardless. Colt McCoy would have come out and passed for some yards. If they would have done whatever they need to do because we haven't stopped anyone run or pass. So don't be upset about the lack of cornerbacks. We've been having a lack of cornerbacks all season. And okay, along those lines, how about uh, the wide receiving core for the Bengals? You got 6'4", A.J. Green, a seven-time pro bowler. You got uh, 6'4", T. Higgins, second-round draft pick out of Clemson. And their leading receiver is Tyler Boyd, who's 6'2". Well, at oh, least, you, uh, at least uh, Higgins was uh, limited this week at practice so far. <laughs> so maybe, so maybe the answer is Chris Westry, who is a six-four corner. Six-four. There you oh, go. There you go. Huh? There you go. Maybe it just. Uh-huh. I mean, that's tall, all we have to look forward to. You can reach up. You can knock something down. And now for the good news if is you're... Tyler Beatish uh, was actually he's on IR, but they actually started him practicing. So I think uh, you know you only have a couple weeks to take him off IR after he once starts practicing. So we'll see uh, how soon he can what? get back. Well, we don't need Tyler Biotis anymore. We shored up the offensive line the last game against Baltimore. They had their best game of the year. We the offensive line got fixed last week. They need Tyler Biotis at center. <laughs> they're, they're, I don't think there's any spot on this team where we can say, we're good. No. <laughs> All right, I mentioned earlier about uh, doomsday defense. Real quick, before we go to break here. Doomsday defense back in the good old days, in the late 60s, when they first coined the term, the doomsday defense. All right, I told you I did my little research on run defenses in the past. Where did the Cowboys rank in run defense starting in, let's, uh, let's say, 1966? Which, of course, be, is the year be. that they played the Packers in the, in the NFL championship game the, the first time. They were number one in the league in run defense. I was going to say, that flex defense is made for the run. uh, Ice Bowl year in 67, number one in run defense. 68, number one in run defense. 69, number one in run defense. They fell to 10th in 70, but they shorted up the next year, went to the Super Bowl. Number two in run defense, number one, number three, number two, number four, all the way through the decade of the 70s. And we talk talk about the offensive players the Cowboys have had in their history. And Mickey talked about the Super Bowl teams in the 90s, the defenses that the teams had out there, even though we we just talk about the triplets on offense. It's when the Cowboys have had Super Bowl-type teams, the defenses ranked up there near the top in the league. And not to mention... In the secondary, you had Cornell Green and you had Mel Renfro. And then you, you throw in uh, Herb Adderley 
for a couple of games. Come on, man. I don't, I, I'd love to see what their past defensive numbers were whenever you have time for that. Well, because what to year me, would you like I to can't know? see them. I, those years, <laughs> those 60s years, those mid-60s years? Starting in 66 to, to 75 or so. Okay, yes. 66, they were 7th, uh, 67, 11th, uh, 11th, 11th, and then 70, they were 3rd. And then they fell to 19, yes. 19, 16, and 14. Here, uh, all right, here's the problem with those numbers. What? The problem with those numbers is the Cowboys were so far ahead in games that the other team was throwing the football. That's true. But in, but in 1975, baby. when they returned to the Super Bowl, they were 8th, 7th, and then in 77, they were 2nd, 78, they were 5th, 79, they were 3rd, Oh, look what happened in 1981. Do you have takeaways? In, in 1981, they were 21st. What happened? <laughs> we were picking off passes, man. Yeah. We, right. were out there, that was, we were that, picking in, off passes. Tell me how many interceptions we got in 1981. Exactly. That's in that what era, you need to talk about. In that era, the takeaways were the more were important we had statistic. at least we had at least thirty-two interceptions. No, if I'm not mistaken. You sold yourself short. You had thirty-seven. <laughs> thirty-seven picks. How many years do you think we have to go back for the Cowboys to total thirty-seven interceptions? I wonder what was the, the most they had before nineteen eighty-one. To me, that's the difference. So here you've got these young pups coming in here. Number 26, Michael Downs from South Oak Cliff High School. Ron <laughs> Fellows from where? The University of Missouri. Of Missouri. And he you was got a Everson wide Walls. And he was a wide receiver. And he was a wide receiver. <laughs> you got Everson Walls, free agent, coming from GSU. And that is not Georgia State. We're talking Grambling State University, baby. And Burton That's High when School. you come in with it. <laughs> 83, they had 20, right. 27 interceptions, 84, 28, and 1985 with Thurman's Thieves, they had 33 interceptions. Come on, man. Wow. That's, that's legendary stuff, y'all. Those are that's good old days. I need a raise. I need a raise right now just for being on this show. Come on. Good old, <laughs> good old days. All right. Our picks to click. Who are Who's going to get a pick for the Cowboys on Sunday in Cincinnati when we come back? We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of mouth. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. 
I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back, Shots. Looking for something to change up your dinner routine? Help support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of over 30 restaurants at the Star District. For more information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dine-in availability, visit thestardistrict.com. All right, we're three-quarters of the way through this season through 12 games, and the Cowboys have how many interceptions? They have five interceptions. So to get more than the 37 we were talking about that one season, we have to go back (laughs) five years to get to 41. That's that's too funny. That's too funny. That's way funny. I'm sorry. I I cannot believe that. How far we have fallen, guys. Come on, all that hard work by Dexter Klinkscale, right. Charlie of Waters the players, to not. Okay, so of, of those five interceptions, of the players who have a chance of playing on Sunday against the Bengals, all right, how many, will, how many interceptions this season will be represented on the field for the Cowboys as they take the field in Cincinnati? Because Trayvon Diggs won't play. He's got two picks this year. Looks like Cheeto won't play. He's got one pick, and so that leaves two picks left out of the five. We know that one of them is Jalen Smith, right? And the yeah, other yeah, is look what I found. The other is from Tuesday night. Darian from Tuesday Thompson. night, Darian Thompson. Yeah, that's right. I don't even remember that one. <laughs> I'm so mad ball. when the I watched the ball. game. I don't even remember. <laughs> it was early, early in the game. Tip ball and uh, middle of the field. Made yes. a diving, yes. diving yeah. interception that turned. Which yes, one turned did. into just yes, a field did. goal? It was that one, right? Because the kickoff return ended up a touchdown. Am I right? Jalen, let me look it up. Field goal. I'll look it up. And in the meantime, Everson, we need your picks. Picks to click this week in Cincinnati. You guys talked me into it, man. I like this guy's college career. He was all about making plays. He's tall, like you talked about. I'm going to go with Robinson having a decent game. I'm going to go with him. uh, I'm going to go with him getting an interception because there are going to be some balls thrown up there from these two backup quarterbacks. And I look for the Cowboys to win, believe it or not. I know you guys believe it. You're, you're, you're confident that he's going to start, right? Yeah, I know. I'm so confident. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, it doesn't take – give me a sliver of sunlight, and I'm going to take it, okay? So I'm looking at Cowboys' best-case scenario, 23-17. to 17. 
23 to 17. That's right. And I was well, doing well with Gallup last, last week, but, you know, we didn't win the game, so. Uh, and by the way, that was a field goal uh, drive after the Darian Thompson interception, Mickey. You were right. right. Yeah, that's, that's not hard to – you could just guess. <laughs> All right, Mickey, what are your, what's your pick? I am pick going to, to go with Ezekiel Elliott against the 29th-ranked rushing defense. Of Cincinnati, mm. the Cowboys will be able to run the ball. That was my ball. next question: Was where are they? Where's their defense ranked? That yeah. was going to be my next. Just question. just a little bit above the Cowboys, uh, and <laughs> as we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, I am obligated to pick the opponent because the Cowboys have not won <laughs> obligated. two in a row. Obligated. I am a man of my word, and I'm going to pick the same score I picked last week: uh, Cincinnati 23, Cowboys 20. 23-20. All right. It's the return of Andy Dalton to Cincinnati, right? Hey! Yes. Okay, so Andy returns to Cincinnati, and what a triumphant return it will be for the redheaded Andy Dalton, who goes into Cincinnati, and the Cowboys build a 22 to nothing lead in the first quarter. Dalton will be my pick to click. <laughs> And it will remind me of that day 35 years ago. In fact, it was a December day in Cincinnati in 1985 when the oh, Cowboys went in no. there. December 8th, 1985. No, no, and I turned on the television up. and the Bengals led the Cowboys 22 uh, to nothing in the first quarter. That was horrible. They led 22 to 3 at halftime. They had 43 points by the end of the third quarter, 50 by the end of the game. It was a 50 to 24 Cincinnati win. And so this is the revenge game for the Redhead as Andy Dalton and the Cowboys beat the Bengals 50 to 24 on Sunday afternoon in Cincinnati. I was hoping my battery ran out before you finished with all of that, but damn, it didn't do it. <laughs> and if that, There's my pick. And if that, that, does, and if that happens, game. if that happens, I'll send you a pizza party for your family. <laughs> hey, just so you know, we talked about this a little while ago about what do you do with certain film, certain games that you lose in, a, in <laughs> that fashion. Them? We never watched it. We never watched that video. We never watched that video. We had just lost to Chicago 44 nothing. The week after that, we go to Cincinnati and we get blown out, as Bill just mentioned. Came back the next week and then we beat the Giants for the NFC East back in Texas Stadium. Now, bring that up, Bill. What about that? <laughs> <laughs> Take that with you for this weekend. But, Take that with you. <laughs> we're, we're out of time on this edition of Big Shot. <laughs> well, at least the it was Bears. James Brooks and Larry Kennebrew that day. L at least the Bears went to the Super Bowl, right? They were pretty good. Yes, yep. they did. Yep, yes, they were they doing did. the Super Bowl shuffle all the way to the Super Bowl that way. year where they beat New all England. All right, that does it for uh, Mick Shots, and enjoy the 50. 24 win on uh, Sunday, and we will be back here to talk about it at 1.30 on Monday on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?